Friends, welcome to the Slaking Thirst podcast, where you'll find the homilies, talks, and reflections of Father Ryan Mann and Father Patrick Schultz of the Diocese of Cleveland. Slaking Thirst is all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, which is also a divine heart, seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts will meet and both thirsts will be slaked. Thanks for joining us on the journey into Christ's desire for us. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see them. Otherwise you will have no recompense from your heavenly Father. When you give alms, do not blow a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, to win the praise of others. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your almsgiving may be secret, and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on street corners so that others may see them. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go to your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. They neglect their appearance so that they may appear to others to be fasting. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you may not appear to others to be fasting, except to your Father who is hidden, and your Father who sees what is hidden will repay you. The Gospel of the Lord. So, we hear this Gospel um, on Ash Wednesday every year, right? This is the Gospel that... We hear where the Lord's talking about prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And I just, it just struck me again this morning as I was praying through it that the Lord doesn't say, if you pray, if you fast, if you give alms. It's when you pray, when you fast, when you give alms. Uh, these are the non-negotiables. Uh, this is, if prayer and fasting and almsgiving um, are all not part of our daily lives or our lives as disciples, we're missing something. Because this is the Lord's expectation. It's not like, well, if you fast, if you're into that, uh, you know, anoint your face, wash your head, all those things. No, it's, it's when you do this, when you give alms, when you pray. So the fasting and the almsgiving, I'm going to leave those aside for a different homily, a different day. I want to talk about prayer, though, because I've just had a number of conversations recently. It's been this recurring theme with folks I've been talking to uh, good folks, very devout people, uh, daily mass people, very faithful uh, folks who kind of like, I don't know, behind closed doors are like admitting almost like, Father, I don't really, I, prayer is really hard. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm not sure if I know what I'm doing. I'm not sure if I'm doing it right. And uh, I just think it's a very common experience for a lot of people that when it comes to prayer, it's just hard. It's just hard, and there's an insecurity about it, and there's a sense of, like, there's nothing more natural to the human person than prayer. It, it's, it's the very thing we were made for. Um, but it's one of those potentialities in the human person, in human nature, that has to get drawn out of us, right? In the same way that, 
Like, we are the kinds of creatures that were built for upright, bipedal locomotion, to walk upright on two feet. Or we're the kind of creature that was designed to be able to speak with language. Um, but all of those things, they have to be drawn out of us, right? Prayer is the same thing. It has to be taught. It has to be inculcated. And I think uh, we don't do a good job in the church, I think, of doing that. We just kind of assume, like, oh, well, like, you, you memorize your prayers, and then now you know how to pray. Not exactly. Not exactly. Um, in the same way, you can memorize a lot of, like, vocab words from, you know, Spanish, but it doesn't mean you know how to speak Spanish, right? There's a very big difference there. And Jesus gives some great advice in this gospel today, a vision for what he means by prayer. When he says, when you pray, he says, when you pray, I love this detail, go into your inner room and shut the door. Now, what is that about? What is that about? What he's implying there, of course, is this notion of um, hiddenness, right? You hear that throughout this gospel. When you pray, go, it doesn't even necessarily mean like spatially, geographically. He's not saying, I want you to go to the innermost part of your house and pray there. What he's implying here is like behind closed doors, when it's just you in a room by yourself, so to speak, you can be unguarded. Right? That's the whole idea. You can be unguarded, unfiltered, unmasked. Um, the church fathers, especially the Eastern church fathers, St. Cyril, Chrysostom, Gregory Nazianzus, those guys, their, um, their general definition of prayer is getting spiritually naked before God. When you think about that, you think, okay, well, where do I want to get like physically naked. Well, you do that behind closed doors, right? In the same way, spiritually, spiritual nakedness is about like, I can enter into that place in, a, in an environment of um, trust or an environment that's, that's hidden. What Jesus is saying is that when you pray, I'm in, I'm, I mean for you to pray in an unguarded, unfiltered, relational way, in a relational way. There's no, there's no, there's no, there's nothing wrong with memorized prayers, right? As parents, you taught your kids all sorts of memorized prayers growing up. Um, Our Father, Hail Mary, Memorari, the Guardian Angel Prayer. But there's a big difference between saying prayers and praying, right? And and as life comes along, as things grow challenging, you you need more than just like memorized prayers to get yourself through. I think you, what the Lord desires in our maturation as disciples is. This relational kind of prayer, a prayer from the heart, this kind of prayer that can unfold in that spiritual nakedness behind closed doors, so to speak. This is kind of, I just want to share just some some very, very pivotal advice that kind of changed my life. Uh, If you have a catechism at home, um, go to paragraph 2567, okay, 2567, and read that um, as an amazing meditation on what the church envisions about prayer. Because in that paragraph, the, the church teaches that God is inviting everyone to this mysterious encounter known as prayer, but he says that God's, the catechism says that God's initiative always comes first. That we may forget our creator, we may run and hide from his face, but God tirelessly pursues each of us. That when it comes to the encounter known as prayer, God's initiative has come first. When we, when we go to that inner room to pray, where you, whenever you go to pray, um, whether it's in a chair in your room or you know, whether it's in the Adoration Chapel, like God got there first is the idea. 
Prayer is not like something that I do to conjure up God's presence. Prayer is a relaxing into the presence that's already there. You think of it this way. It's like hopping up onto the Father's lap who is sitting there waiting for you. Prayer is a response to God's presence who is already there. And I'm going to teach you an acronym uh, when it comes to prayer that changed my life. Okay, so uh, stay with me. Prayer is for pirates. Okay, prayer is for pirates. What do pirates say? R. Okay, some of us weren't very sure. R. A R R R. A R R R. Prayers for pirates. Stands for acknowledge, relate, receive, respond. Acknowledge, relate, receive, respond. Now you try, you try it. There you go. Acknowledge, relate, receive, respond. This is, this is not like a method of prayer. This is just how relational dynamics happen. So once you've entered into this place of God's got there first, okay, now what do I do? What you do is you acknowledge everything that's like bubbling up in your heart. You share what's there unfiltered, unedited, don't airbrush, don't Photoshop anything, just acknowledge what's there and then you relate it to God. You start telling him all about it. Jesus is constantly in the Gospels over and over again basically saying, like, tell me what's going on. Like, how are you? Like, share it with me. Tell me all about it. He wants to know. We constantly treat him like a mind reader. That's not how relationship or intimacy works. Those of you who are married, you know, when you treat each other as mind readers, things don't work. You have to relate. You have to share. And that's how it works with prayer. Acknowledge what's going on in my heart. Relate it to him. Tell him all about it. And then you enter in this, this posture of, okay, Lord, what do you want to say to that? It's where you receive. What do you want to say to what I've just shared to you? And then you respond in an act of, like, you know, reciprocal love, or you respond in a way of saying, like, Lord, thank you, or you, you just, you continue the conversation. It's their dance steps. They're not, it's not an Ikea, you know, um, furniture building guide. This is, these are dance steps. Acknowledge, relate, receive, respond. This is how we enter into this relational prayer behind that closed door that the Lord is looking for. Prayers for pirates. A-R-R-R. Acknowledge, relate, receive, respond. If you can enter into that, it will, it will change the way you pray. It will change the way you receive from the Father's heart, who is waiting to tell us all sorts of amazing things. Amen.